Welcome to the Mindset Design Podcast with your host, Arlen Moore. In this podcast, the hope is to provide the listener with actionable advice and inspiration to inspect their own mindset and make the changes they need to achieve success and fulfillment in their own life. Guests include celebrities, multimillionaires, social media stars, artists, and everyday people who have found their internal happiness and created a life they perhaps at one point never thought possible. If you'd like to support the show and learn more about mindset design, visit mindsetdesign.com or go to who.be slash Arlen. That's H-O-O dot B-E slash Arlen. Or simply share an episode with a friend. That would be fire. Enjoy the show, and here's your host, Arlen. Welcome back to the Mindset Design Podcast. This is Arlen. I hope you're having an amazing day. It's been a little while since I've made a podcast, and this is actually something I did quite intentionally, this little break from podcasting, because one way, one little way I've noticed that a piece of content or a a platform that I'm putting content out on is useful, one way I know it's useful is if I stop doing it, if I stop doing it, (laughs) I said that weird, uh, that people reach out to me and say, Arlen, what happened to the podcast? Where are they going? And where have you been? Um, Geez, I'm talking a little funny today. I don't know what's up. Maybe it's because I haven't done this in a while. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so uh, people have been questioning, sending me DMs, comments on YouTube videos uh, in the Maxi community asking where the podcasts have been. So I am bringing them back and I'm about to drop an absolute heater on you. And I'm really excited to do so. This one is called Lessons I've Learned So Far in 2021. And this is something I like to do, and I would really encourage you listening to do as well, just to uh, really keep straight what you've learned so that you don't make mistakes <laughs> again and again, is to just make a note in your phone or maybe in a journal of all the lessons you've learned so far this year, and even you can, even in previous years. Uh, I have about, I might do about 10 or 12 today. Um, I have some that I'm keeping to myself just because I want to reflect on them a little bit more. Uh, But here are the lessons that I've learned so far, uh, and I found that this exercise has just been really helpful in terms of like, again, progressing and not making mistakes. Because if you don't write them down, like if I don't write things down, I'll just keep doing the thing that is opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing. So here we go. The first one is about business and making money, and it is that a great product trumps all. So if you really transform people with your business or your your product, they will tell their friends about you. Their friends will notice the changes that they're seeing in in, in their friend using your product and you will be in high demand and your product will be in high demand. And so to really kind of break down this one and with each of these, I kind of want to tell a story about how I learned the lesson. Um, This one actually, funny enough, really came from my trainer, Lou. And, and I'm an example of like how Lou has a great product and why that solves a lot of his problems and has solved a lot of his problems for a long time. So Lou, my trainer, you know, when I went to him, I was actually looking at the picture of my camera roll when I first started training with Lou and I was, I was skinny, man. I, I mean, I was maybe 140 pounds, 142 pounds. And like, obviously I had the six pack and in a picture I could probably look good, but really like you know, I didn't feel big. I did not feel large whatsoever. And, you know, over time, 
um, I obviously started tra- training with him and pretty quickly, I would say like a month in after changing my diet and after, you know, training with him very consistently. And I haven't missed a workout in about, I think about five or six months with him working out three days a week, about 10 to 15 minutes each time. Um, although sometimes I do go a little bit longer, I will say I've put on about 15 pounds of muscle. Uh, I feel amazing every single day. I feel more motivated, more ideas coming to me, more creativity going, uh, running through me. And, you know, because of that, people notice, I mean, my friends are noticing like, Arling, you look significantly bigger. Like you do not look small anymore. Obviously, I post pictures on social media. I look bigger. You know, people notice like, geez, what the hell are you doing for your workouts? And I've posted a couple of them online. Uh, you can watch those on my YouTube. Just look up Arlen Moore workout with Lou. You'll, you should find a couple videos there. Um, and yeah, so one thing I want to note there is like, because I've uh, like, there's a few things actually, because I've grown and I've actually experienced results from Lou's training. I have told everyone, (laughs) I've told my friends how amazing it is. I've tried to get, I've tried to get them to do the workout with me. I've obviously posted videos on YouTube, um, you know, marketing Lou. I've introduced people. I've brought other people. I brought clients to Lou just because his business has had such a positive impact on my life. I want to share it. Okay. And this is really the same effect that Maxi has had on people as well. Uh, I started noticing like, people were getting their friends and family to hop in on Maxi and join Maxi, which was, uh, which was really cool. Um, and you know, that is obviously a sign. Like if people are telling their friends about your product, well, you're, they're doing the marketing for you. So that's, uh, that, that lesson has just been really hammered home lately. And, um, yeah. All right. Next lesson is about work and enthusiasm. So this one is, And here, I'd like to dedicate like three sentences or so to each. Making and releasing content on the internet for an audience is not about feeling like doing it. It's about committing to the act of doing it and being a professional despite outward conditions. Your inward conditions create the content. So committing to the practice is all that matters. Enthusiasm and flow state come after being committed to a practice, not before. So really what I mean by this is, you know, when it comes to even creating content like this podcast, or creating any form of video or art or whatever, um, you know, the, the level of inspiration or flow state that you experience when making the work doesn't really come before, uh, before you start. It usually comes like an hour or a couple hours in, like, even as you noticed with this podcast, I wasn't really inspired before I started this podcast. I I was kind of like, like, like that like even like right now like i'm like uh stumbling over my words um probably because i haven't really hit the flow state quite yet the flow state and enthusiasm which is kind of the most fun state to be in in my eyes comes about like i don't know maybe an hour to two hours in and even even sometimes if you're just starting making content you might not experience flow for like honestly like 30 60 70 like 90 days into actually committing to a practice so uh like I often, you know, will can, especially when you kind of like hit a level of success on social media, you get over hundred K followers on something, um, you know, which I did with YouTube, like you can get complacent and you can start to think like, oh, well, you know, I've, I've had all this, I've had all of this success, uh, and I can kind of take it easy. Right. Well, I actually heard another quote. This is actually a side lesson here. 
very recently from a guy named Alex Hermosi, uh, who built this like $100 million uh, gym business empire called Gym Launch. And he said a lesson that really helped him when he was starting, uh, or not starting, but like when he was experiencing a high level of success is he said to someone told him when it gets easy is when you go hard. So let's say it again. When it gets easy is when you go hard. So it's like the same thing with content, you know, and, and, and creating art. Like when you feel like you're in a good place, that's when you make more content. That's when you double down. You don't like let up and go easy. So yeah. And I think too, like enthusiasm is something that I've realized in my life is probably one of the most important things to me. And what enthusiasm really is, is it's flow state around work that you feel is your deepest contribution. So, uh, like, you know, creating maxi, I found myself and working on maxi, I definitely reach enthusiasm levels, like high enthusiasm levels when I'm creating YouTube videos, I reach that. And, um, you know, I think that's what we're really all after. So, uh, an important note is that to experience levels of enthusiasm that you want, you have to commit to the practice. You don't start out with enthusiasm. You have to commit to actually doing the work every single day. And then flow states will follow. They are not the, uh, they do not come before you do not feel inspired before you usually inspired. You feel inspired during. Okay. Next one is uh, next lesson I've learned in 2021 so far is how to actually apply the 80 20 rule in life and business. And so what this means is that it's important to focus on one activity that generates 80% or more of your desired results or outcomes rather than focusing on many various activities just to stay busy and feel productive. Doing the 80, 20 thinking really matters and should be done weekly and, uh, and daily even. So what this means is, and I know I harp on the 80, 20 rule a lot, but like it's something I've really learned in 2021 that you like actually have to do the work. Like you actually have to do the 80, 20 exercise. And you know, I, I think I've made content about this before, but in case you're kind of new to this whole idea of 80, 20, basically what it means is you will get more done by doing less. Like that's how the universe works. You, you can only get more done in your life by doing less. You can only uh, make more money by doing less. Okay. You can only have more fulfillment in life by doing less. So what this means and like the explanation behind it is that your, like your results that you desire typically come from one out of five causes, uh, more than others. So let's say for example, you know, you make a hundred YouTube videos. Well, 20% of those YouTube videos. So 20 out of the 100 YouTube videos are going to be most likely the, the cause of generating your desired result, whether it's more like more subscribers, they're going to be the leading cause. Like, hold on, let me explain this a little better. Those 20 videos will be worth significantly more than the other 80 videos combined. So there's a, there's a, a, a um, uneven distribution of what you need to focus on and what you need to create to get the results you want. So what 80-20 thinking does is it, it shows you, it helps you highlight what potential strategies you can, you can follow, what paths you can take to get to the optimal, uh, like, uh, 80, 20 distribution or 80, 20 activities. So that's been a major lesson for me this year is, is like really actually taking that down. Like you don't just go, Oh, get more done by doing less. You actually have to do the process. 
And so now that you have like a, a basic understanding of what it is, how the thinking process works is you write down a goal, okay? So you write down a, an 80-20 destination. And then you multiply that goal by 10. So you make it a lot bigger, okay? Because we're trying to get more done by doing less. So you have to 10x your goal. Then once you have your, your 10x goal, you come up with and start brainstorming a list of ways that you can make that goal happen for yourself. So what are the strategies that you can implement? Whatever your first thought is, so you write down the first thought for that big goal, that is not the answer. That is the standard at which to judge the rest of your actual 80-20 strategies. Because your first thought is usually common. The reason people you know, experience um, like uh, average, being average, is because they just follow the common thinking patterns of the brain so, and like society. So your first thought in terms of like making a strategy to accomplish a big goal is usually pretty stale. It's pretty bland. It's pretty generic. So you have that first thought and then you have to use that to judge, uh, to, to be the, like the baseline to judge the actual 80, 20 path, the actual strategy to get the big goal, to get the big goal done. So how you do that is you basically, um, you know, you have that and then you ask yourself, you, so you have that baseline and you ask yourself what, or how can I accomplish my goal in a way that it is easier, more effective, more or, or less worrisome and more enjoyable for me to do, uh, for, for me to get to that goal than as my original answer. And then you just keep brainstorming ways that are easier, more enjoyable, less worrisome, less expensive. And then you just keep doing that until you really come up with a path that, that resonates with you. And you keep trying those paths until you, until you get one. The last step of like 80, 20 thinking and action and living is to actually take massive action. So the thing about like the, this brainstorming exercise is you'll come up with wild ideas and the ideas will be very outside the box. That's normally how you make progress is you do things that are uncommon. So they'll be uncomfortable for you to do because they're uncommon, but you have to actually do the action to get them done. So that, that's been another big lesson is just 80, 20 thinking in, in life and business. I'll probably make a whole nother podcast about like that in general. Um, if you want me to do that, because this has been probably the biggest thing, this may be the single biggest lesson I've learned is like how to actually do this. Um, DM me, you know, DM me the words 80-20 on Instagram at A-R-L-I-N-M-O-O-R-E and I will, uh, I, will, I will do my best to respond. Cool. All right. The next is in um, nutrition and energy levels. So I learned this year that eating meat gives you real fuel. Coffee is a short-term thing, and most short-term things are not good for you. So some of you may, some of you listening may know, um, or in case you didn't know, that in 2018, 2019, I experimented with like being uh, plant-based. I had watched the movie The Game Changers, and I was really inspired by it. And I was eating a lot of greens and a lot of beans and a lot of that kind of stuff, and I thought meat was bad for you. And then I started training with Lou. And he basically told me that movie is a lot of propaganda. He obviously has no vested interest in the meat industry. And I started eating more meat, you know, steak, uh, lots of eggs, lots of chicken. And I feel fantastic. <laughs> I feel great. And actually, as you're listening to this right now, I'm also on six weeks, no caffeine, which also has me feel amazing. So that's been a big lesson, you know, just eating real grass fed meat um, makes me feel awesome. It gets me better sleep. I get 
proper levels of, you know, zinc and omega-3s with all the fish I eat and, you know, uh, the, the B vitamins and all that, you know, it's, it, I feel great. I actually had another question come to me on a, uh, on a zoom call and it was, it was, uh, from a guy named Anton and Anton asked me, what do you think of creatine and supplements? And I think I I said, I think they're kind of silly because, you know, you, you have to realize like, where does creatine come from? It, It comes from meat. So just eat meat and you'll basically get the same benefits. Uh, but on a more sustainable long-term thing, anything in powder form, I'm, I'm, I've become a lot more skeptical of. I don't really eat. I also pretty much altogether, unless I go to like a smoothie place like once a week or so, I don't really eat smoothies every day. I know I used to do that. I don't do that. I have um, a couple main meals, which include four to six eggs, uh, maybe some kind of, uh, sometimes I'll put sardines in them. I know that sounds disgusting and it low key kind of is, but sardines Lou told me are an amazing food. And after I eat them, I feel fantastic. I'll actually probably cook that up today. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, so I'll, I'll throw sardines or if not sardines steak, uh, or salmon like lox salmon with arugula salad, olive oil, vinegar, and salt, pepper, parsley, and lemon, and then some sourdough bread. And I've just found that this is just, you know, it's probably my favorite meal that I have. It's absolutely delicious. And um, I hope that you maybe experiment with that as well. The other meals I'll have is just pretty much a steak, chicken, uh, ground turkey, and maybe like a, a, a meat ravioli with some cheese. I also got back to eating more cheese and, and a little bit of dairy. Uh, another drink Lou has me on is called kefir. It's like a high protein kind of milk, so somewhere between milk and yogurt pretty good. It's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. So that's my nutrition and energy advice. That's really helped me out a lot this year. The next one is wealth and creativity. So being wealthy makes you more, uh, more creative because you are, uh, operating from a place of, I have way more than I need, which takes stress away and allows you to truly be creative. So I've had like mixed thoughts on wealth, but I really think I've sorted it out quite a bit in my head. Now, um, I, in the past, even on this podcast and probably on my YouTube channel, I have stated, and I still agree that your, um, you know, your level of, uh, like, so your level of ability to create income, it should be related to how much you save. So if you can't confidently make a hundred grand, then I wouldn't even think about saving. Just reinvest into yourself, buy courses, buy masterminds, buy mentors, invest in yourself, read books, and invest, reinvest into your business until you can confidently make $100,000. So you have to be good at making money, right? And when you can be good at making money, then you can think about investing, okay? So you have to first learn there's these two different games. Like one is making money yourself, generating income with a business. And then two is, or maybe you have like a high paying job. And then two is in, is investing. And this is honestly something that I've, uh, like investing is something I don't claim to be an expert in at all, but, um, I've just started learning a bit more about and spending more time in. And, um, it, it, it does definitely help me be with my creativity, like knowing that I have money saved and like putting money away each month, just, it's basically sending the message to my brain. Like Arlen, you have plenty, you have more than you need. So you can be free to work on whatever business projects you, you want to. And, and grow what areas of the business for the long term are best. So that's been another big one for sure. All right, the next one is 
Um, let's see. Hmm. Maybe we'll just stick to one more. Yeah, this is this is the last one we'll do for today. And this is about reality and opportunity. So whatever you want in life, there are actually right now in your current field of reality, there are an abundance of opportunities in front of you to manifest what you want. And if you can think of it, you can ask for it and find the vibrational match. But you have to be prepared because oftentimes the things that you attract are even better than you imagine them to be. So you have to be open and receptive. And that was kind of a mouthful. So you may want to like rewind 30 seconds and listen again. But what I'll do is kind of give you a little story so it should be a bit more clear. So this past weekend, I went to Joshua Tree with my friend Felix, okay? And you may have seen my Instagram stories and YouTube video that I posted about that. But before this weekend, actually Friday, I was planning my Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I was telling myself, you know, this weekend, you know, I'm just going to have a weekend of thinking, relaxing, reflecting, and meditating and reading. And I'm just going to like basically map out the next several weeks, um, the, the summer, you know, content, things that I want to put out into the world, things that I want to, goals that I want to hit, and like centering myself in that way, okay? And that was my intention for the weekend. And to kind of like facilitate that, I wanted to call Felix because Felix is really smart. You know, he's built a zero to $10 million per month business in a very short amount of time, like about six months. And, you know, so I, I was like, thinking, you know, maybe I'll, I'll call it Felix. I actually was thinking of calling Jan as well. Jan is the guy who built Beam, the Beam augmented reality app. So basically, I, you know, I wanted to go grab dinner with one of my really smart friends and just kind of talk, shop, life, business, and that kind of stuff. And so I, I called up Jan. Jan was actually in, uh, I think he, he'd gone to Yo Sequoia in Yosemite. And so um, I called up Felix and Felix was like, yeah, sure, let's grab dinner. So I drive over to the west side, to the west side uh, where Felix lives in Venice, and we go to this place called the Victorian. And while we're at dinner, Felix is like, "So, Alan, he has this German accent. He's like, Alan, we're gonna go to Palm Springs tonight." And I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna go to Joshua Tree tomorrow." I was like, "Huh?" He's like, "Yeah, it's gonna be amazing." Felix always does this. He always has this way of getting me to do things slightly out of my comfort zone. But the funny thing was, I was like, you know, all I really planned this weekend were like spiritual rejuvenating activities. So going to Joshua Tree is actually really a better opportunity than I had originally planned. And at first I was hesitant. I was like, ah, oh, but I want to go home and have alone time. And then I just realized, you know, I felt this kind of pull of the universe and I decided to just take it. And so I took it and it ended up being a way better opportunity than I could have imagined on my own. So that is partly, you know, that, that kind of is the, the lesson, right? Like, I, I guess I can tell you a little bit more about the story. Obviously like going to Joshua tree was incredible. I mean, it, it actually is a vortex. Like it actually is a very centering, uh, love frequency, like universe frequency, silent type place where you just go and you immediately feel something wild Actually, one of the guys I want, uh, that Felix is friends with, his name is, um, no, I'm not going to say his name. One of the guys I went with, though, had actually just gone through like a pretty difficult relationship thing happened to him. Um, and we had all, we were all like, because of his vulnerability with us and like us 
understanding him, like obviously me understanding what a difficult relationship is like getting out of one, we were all really able to relate to him. And it just kind of made this whole like vulnerable situation with all of us on the trip where we were all just like supporting him and, and just connecting on this really intimate level. And, uh, and yeah, it was just, it was a really beautiful time. It was a really beautiful moment. So that experience, you know, I, I couldn't have done that in my backyard, obviously like that, that was something I'll never forget. And I obviously documented it. There's a vlog on YouTube on my channel and yeah, it was just, uh, it was really, it was really special. And so that kind of goes back to my, my lesson about reality and opportunity that I've learned this year so far, just this past weekend. And it's that when you want something, which what I really wanted was like spiritual rejuvenation and clarity. Um, and I had a plan for myself. Often the, the universe has a greater plan and you have to just be open and receptive to it. And then, you know, when I got back, I really realized that I had, I actually had a lot of opportunities this weekend. I could have, I could have gone to, I could have stayed home, right? But if I had acted a little earlier, if I had kind of been pushed more, I probably could have met Jan in Yosemite. I probably could have met my friend Jordan in Florida. He was down in Florida with like uh, the, the whole Jake Paul crew. Um, I could have, um, I could have gone to Tulum. One of my uh, mentors is in Tulum at this crazy like event in Tulum. And so I just realized like, wow, there really are all these opportunities happening all around you, but you have to be open and willing to notice them. And then again, willing to actually take the action and, and make a big leap and do something that is actually uncomfortable. You know, the whole yes theory mentality, right? Like those guys actually, they live in Venice. I'm sure I'll run into them soon. They have this mentality of, uh, you know, of, um, of, of, of seek discomfort. So those have been my main lessons that I've learned this year, guys. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. I hope that you were able to take something away, maybe uh, something inspiring to you. If you haven't listened to the previous episodes, I definitely recommend it. There's a lot of gold in here, a varying, uh, varying a range of different topics. And if you have any suggestions for future topics or things you want me to kind of dive deep on, then just shoot me a DM on Instagram at Arlen Moore with the word podcast and the first word podcast and you know your thoughts on this episode or, or things that you're confused about, things you want me to talk about more because I'm happy to. Cool. All right. Uh, last thing I'll say is I have also increased the price of Maxi. I actually might make another podcast about why I did that. But long story short, I have basically, um, you know, I'm basically giving you for free if you want, uh, if you want this, four thousand five hundred dollars worth of courses. Like this is actual quali- uh, quantitative value of things I've sold in the past. I'm now baking them into Maxi. Um, 52 live zoom calls with me. So you can actually get on a zoom call with me and ask questions with the group. Um, obviously access to the maxi software, uh, for as long as you're a member. And I've added new meditations and, you know, obviously get access to the maxi community all for just a hundred bucks a month. So you're going to get basically thousands of dollars worth of value access to me, access to a community and the maxi software, which has done crazy uh, it was just completed crazy transformations for people this year and last year. And it's all just for a hundred bucks a month. So if you want that, you can go to mindsetdesign.com slash home, uh, and, and sign up right away. Or you can just do mindsetdesign.com slash home, uh, or sorry, just join maxi.com for a, a three day free trial. You'll put your credit card in, but 
you know, once you see all the value you're getting, you're just going to want to join immediately. It's, it's an absolutely no brainer deal. So, um, check that out and check out the rest of these episodes. Hope that you enjoy it and I'll see you in the next one. All right. Peace.